Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayashir number 171. Today we're going to talk about the importance of being empathetic, to show empathy, but not in a way that's misguided. A common type of misguided empathy is to tell your husband or wife that you know exactly how he or she feels. Um, your attention may be good because you want to totally relate to what the other person is going through and you mean well. But when you say that, you know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I feel your pain exactly. I know exactly how you feel. That denies, in a way, the depth and complexity of your husband or wife situation. Um, so for, and, 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 and usually it throws the attention back to yourself. So, for example, if uh, your spouse is going to undergo a procedure um, the next day, and they're very nervous about it, and you tell them, I know just exactly how you feel, because I remember how scared I was before I had my gallbladder surgery. Um, so you're trying to make them feel better. You're trying to be empath- empathetic. But what happens is, very often when you do that, you leave the other person who's trying to express their fears and concerns, you leave them feeling abandoned. It becomes about you now. It's okay to mention it, but... But the main point is to empathize and really realize that your, you know, that your spouse is going through something unique that you you did not experience, and you're trying to be empathetic and caring about that. An example that's brought down is, for example, is if the wife has real depression that she struggles with on or off, and it's been worse. Let's say the last week or two. And she tells her husband, you know, it's so bad now that even simple tasks like eating breakfast or paying the electric bill or doing these simple things were beginning to feel almost impossible to her. Now her husband, a caring person, positive person, and hears about her his wife's worsening depression, may make a statement like, I know exactly what you mean, uh, sometimes when I get up in the morning, I don't want to get out of bed and go to work. Now, his intentions, again, are good. He wants to make his wife feel understood. He wants to make her experiences seem normal, normalizing it. But if the husband never dealt with clinical depression, what, in fact, he's doing is he's failing to hear the real experience that his wife is going through, that she's that she's having the courage now to share with him that she's suffering from a real serious clinical depression. Um, so that's, um, that's, that's an important uh, co- um, concept to know that when you're empathetic, so this very wife, if her friend would have said, I never, go, I never went through what you're describing and it must be terribly difficult. And I'm impressed you ha- that you have the courage to be open about it. And is there anything I can do to help? See, over there, she's acknowledging that she doesn't re- understand fully this person's clinical depression. While her husband is equating her depression with his occasionally 
grumpy mornings when he doesn't want to get out of work, you know, doesn't want to get out of bed because he's not in the mood of working. So he means well, and um, but it's minimizing what she's going through. And it could be that he's afraid to hear how terrible she's really feeling. But if he goes into the conversation and realizes how terrible she's feeling, and he's attuned to her, and works with her to get help that she needs if the symptoms persist, that's very important. So you basically stay very curious and open about your husband or wife's experiencing, experiences without necessarily having to identify it with your own story. Because if you say, oh, I know how you feel, I felt that way too, sometimes you mean well, but you're undervaluing the pain and discomfort that your spouse is experiencing. Instead, you honor it, and you realize, you know, we may, you know, I saw, I suffered something similar, but I know it's not, you know, you have your own um, unique way of, uh, you know, of dealing, of, of, of experiencing things, and I'm going to be empathetic to you that way. So that's one important concept, that you need to stay curious and open when you hear about your spouse's issues that they're confiding in you, because you really don't, don't really know how he or she feels. And not to minimize it by just saying, oh, I went through the same thing, so I know how you feel, although you mean well by doing so. Another concept that's very important is to really not focus on being right. Forget about being right. Instead, just when you're talking about things, think about solutions, but not about who's right and who's not. not. Because you can't really listen well when your mind is already made up and you have your own agenda. Sometimes instead of trying to understand what your husband or wife is saying, you're just waiting for them to finish talking. So you'll launch onto a new argument about being right. But being right is besides the point most of the time. There's usually no simple right answer to the decisions that couples need to make with one another. So when they work together with the spirit of, we're working together on this, instead of considering it like a competition between the two of them or a debate, then it becomes much more proactive and much more healthy. Um, so here's an example that could be brought down to really bring bring this down and um, how the right way to um, approach something like this. So he, um, Harriet Lerner, in her book um, about marriage, explains this story. Uh, this guy, Bob, and his wife, they were constantly fighting over whether they should stay in their large house, which the, she wanted, or downsize and get a smaller house like he wanted. And every time they talked about it, oh, here we go again. And they always fought about it. Nothing changed. And then what happened was, is that the husband somehow clicked, something clicked in him and said, I'm going to change the cycle now. And he intentionally shifted into pure listening. He detached from the question of whether she's right or not right, whether she's correct or not correct whatever the reason why he did that. And then he just started to listen to his wife. Why do you want to stay in this larger house? 
why don't you know you know on the finances we would like to downsize i would like to downsize um explain your point and and then he let his wife talk and his wife said the house doesn't really matter to you because you're, you're always in the office um i'm in the house i'm doing the housework and taking care of the kids i need a i need a nice size house because that's where i am when she said because you're always in the office at first right away he was inside getting defensive i'm not always in the office you know and if i wouldn't be in the office you wouldn't have the house that's how we make the money but he caught himself that's what he would normally say but he recovered he didn't say that and he basically said it's true it's true you put more time and effort into the house than i have and you really there more than i am and therefore it's more important to you and you really made it beautiful by making it be, look so clean and and always taking care of it and she hearing this softened up because she shared her vulnerability and she started to explain to her husband one of the reasons why she's nervous about moving out of the house uh their large house and downsize is because as a child she unfortunately moved from place to place which was traumatic for her she finally has a place of her own and she really you know doesn't want to move around so they worked out a plan no right no wrongs here but basically that the um both husband and wife on weekends drove around the neighborhood see what smaller houses were available at what prices were they available not that she agreed to move yet but to be open-minded of just getting facts together and getting the finances together crunching the numbers together to see whether they could stay in that bigger house like she wanted or whether it's doable without much distress to the wife to actually move into a smaller house so each one learned to, as they were going through this process of discovery, he worked harder to appreciate how much the older, la- larger house meant to his wife and realized that her love for that home is, uh, you know, very important. And what they did was, is as they were going through this, they weren't adversaries to each other. They became corroborators. They became working together on a common goal. And that's an important concept in Yisrael in marriage very often. When you're discussing the Chenech or certain areas in Yiddishkeit, you don't have to always be the right one. Try to catch yourself when you focus on being right, because that prevents you from working hard towards a common purpose. Try not to get defensive, and just be genuinely curious about your husband or wife's position. That's more important than scoring points in an argument. When you ask questions, you ask them in a loving, caring way. If you express it right, then your husband or wife will respond. They don't think you're cross-examining them. You're just trying to know them better. And you're open-minded to it. And that really helps a lot. So the two concepts that we discussed in this year is that while it's important to be empathetic and sometimes it's okay to say, you know, I know how you feel. I've been through something similar, but 
never in the sense where you're just uh, checking it off your list and she feels or he feels that you're just, um, you know, not really, uh, really relating to what they're going through. Um, because just because I had a surgery years ago that it was traumatic, now you're going through something that you're going to go through tomorrow with a procedure. It's a different ball game, and it's not the same. So you stay curious, you stay open, you really don't know how he or she feels, and try not to downplay that anxiety they're feeling, and instead be empathetic and be open. So that was one concept. And the second concept, also very, very important, is when you have disagreements about things, forget about being right, like the example we gave about the house, or about chinech, or whatever it is. Instead, be open to each other, listen to each other, explore the options. Like in this case, uh, Bob didn't tell Laura, she didn't tell her husband, her his wife, sorry, we have to move. And uh, the wife didn't tell the husband, um, you know, sorry, I'm staying. They talked about it, they looked at different houses, weighed things, discussed it with each other, and worked through it. And no right, no wrong. A lot of things in life, when there's conflict, it's not necessarily a right and a wrong. And it's important to work out disagreements in that calm and open fashion that promotes um, uh, uh, respect and love for one another. Have a wonderful day.